This is Dennis Mundy uh, here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author of American Veda, our podcast, Spirit Matters Talk, spiritmatterstalk.com. Uh, our guest today, Phil, uh, Y, and, and by the way, I should tell, let people know, her name is pronounced or spelled W-A-H, exclamation point, and it's important to put in that exclamation point because if you look her up on YouTube, which I just did, uh, and you don't put that exclamation point, you won't get to where she has a lot of wonderful stuff posted on YouTube. So W-A-H, uh, exclamation point. Phil, have you heard her in a person perform? Oh, yeah, several times. Um, and it's interesting. I remember the first uh, time I heard her, she did more uh, traditional like uh, kirtan. And uh, her work has evolved over time. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about Wa is um, she's she's a really well-trained musician. Mm-hmm. She was like a music major at Oberlin or something. And um, so musically, um, she's she has a distinctive style, whereas a lot of the kirtan people sound pretty much the same, different variations in, you know, uh, their voices and the kind of instruments they use, but uh, her work is is very distinctive and more concert-like in uh, recent years than the usual um, audience participation call and response. So she she's uh, almost got a performance artist kind of feeling to uh, the kind of work she does. Right. She, she mentioned her mother was a professional violinist, and I, yeah. I listened to her on YouTube, and she was, uh, it was fabulous and could listen for long periods of time. It's very soothing. Uh, you, you know, uh, one of the things she mentioned I thought was interesting, she said she, used to man- she's, she was a Krishna Das's manager and traveled yeah. with him for years. Yeah, I don't know much about that history, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, back in the early days of when uh, people were doing kirtan, as you know, as we said on the show, at one point it was just the Hare Krishnas, you know, and, right. and nobody, nobody quite understood that, uh, you know, because they had a this image in the public of of just being sort of weird hippies uh, doing strange Indian stuff. But uh, over time, you know, some of the gurus who who included kirtan. Uh, for their followers, uh, like Swami Muktananda would 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 have kirtan, uh, but it, it wasn't sort of out in the public. It was in their own gatherings mm-hmm. among disciples, and other other gurus did too. Um, but then it started to filter out into the yoga studios and um, yoga festivals and um, places, you know, where the public had access. And, uh, you know, and at, at first I remember interviewing Krishna Das for American Veda, and, and he told me, you know, the first time he did it outside his circle of fellow devotees of, of Neem Karoli Baba, you know, 10 people showed up at a yoga studio or something. And now, you know, he can attract hundreds or thousands of people. Right. It's so wonderful. It got, it got very big, and, and, and I think, you know, as time went by, uh, you know, people when I, I think Wa was was working with Christian Dawson, managing him, maybe performing mm-hmm. with him, and then then went out on her own. It's very interesting because if you listen to these kirtans, and I was just listening to some of hers, it's very soothing, very relaxing. If you if you got a lot of stress, uh, it takes some time and uh, tune out and just uh, listen for a while. It really is is settling that yeah. way. And, and I would imagine I don't know if they ever did it, 
But just like with meditation, if you were to hook up somebody uh, to uh, an EEG machine or whatever other physiological measurements you want to take, I'm sure these kirtans have a very uh, strong, powerful effect on uh, relaxing the physiology and probably also enlivening uh, parts of, yes. of the brain, now, and, like meditation. Well, there's a couple of things to be said about that. I mean, I, I'd be very curious uh, to see if there have been any studies, and I think it's inevitable mm-hmm. that there will, if they haven't already been, there will be, because you know people are now interested in, in all kinds of healing modalities, and, and I, I, I would think there would be interest in something um, as universally practiced as, as chanting. I mean, you know, every tradition has some form of, of, of chanting as a, as a part of devotional uh, practice and so forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it would be shocking if we didn't see some studies. But what's also interesting is there's different kind of kirtan. So if you go to, you know, you might have heard a very soothing, calming mm-hmm. uh, kind of um, uh, recordings from Wah. But, you know, in the context of any given evening of kirtan, you, you might go from uh, very soothing renditions of mantra, call and response, to very rhythmic, right. almost, you know, rock and roll, rhythm right. and bluesy kind of uh, jazzy uh, rhythmic structures that are very exciting and and that's just like any other music i mean if you if you in the old days if we went to hear ravi shankar or somebody in concert there'd be times when you know you'd be transported and relaxed and other times when you wanted to get up off your off your seat and 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 dance around and you'll right. find both in any any right. uh, in the kirtan context too right. well you, you know it's uh in san diego when i was uh, spending time out there it was a Hare Krishna temple, and uh, they would have a big feast on Sunday nights, and I would sometimes go, and they had the chanting beforehand. And, and they chant the Hare Krishna ma- mantra, and, but there were times when they chanted, and it's very smooth and simple and, and settling. And there were other times where they're just like bouncing off the wall, jumping up and down, right. like, literally getting the energy going. I always enjoyed it uh, in every form. And, and another time, uh, I uh, had a friend that was recovering from a surgery, and somebody had... Uh, given me a um, healing uh, kirtan for, to, to play for them. And uh, it was, you know, definitely had a very powerful effect in settling uh, uh, the person. That settled me down and it relaxed me when I was listening to it. It just felt very nourishing. So, so music, yeah. it, it's, it's like, it's vibration. And it's, it, there's a whole science of vibration and, and it's very powerful. And uh, I think at least many of these, especially if the people who have been traditionally trained have been timed, Time tested over many many years. Yeah, and and we shouldn't think of something being spiritual only as a, a form of calming and relaxation, right. because you know spiritual expression can take the form of ecstasy, ecstatic right. dancing and chanting right. and so forth, and that's a, another sort of uh, portal into the divine. Right. And yet, you know, I mean, these, uh, these uh, Vedic pundits, you know, and these Hindu pundits, they chant, and there's certain chants for sunrise, certain for sunset. Uh, and then I've been, in, uh, even on some of these pundits, when they were chanting for some uh, 
festival for, for some particular feast day or whatever, uh, uh, celebrating some deity. And, and again, they were, they were dancing in circles, and you know it was very, very energizing. So the whole range yeah. is there. And, and it, you know, one of the things that people always speak of music in general as a universal language, you know, and, and now, as, as Wall was saying, we have this globalized world, and we have people performing all kinds of music from all kinds of cultures, and people uh, hearing them and, and going to concerts and, and sharing this sort of universal energy of sound and rhythm. Well, if you take just uh, what we think of as religious music or spiritualized music, whether it's Sanskrit uh, chanting of kirtan or uh, <laughs> Hebrew or um, Latin or you know any of these forms, gospel music, um, there's you know a, a devotional aspect mixed in with <laughs> the mu- with the music. It's like I love you know Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I didn't celebrate Christmas. It's just something about it that that mm-hmm. really is uh, energizing and, and spiritualizing right. in, in a in a certain right. way. So so this is this is going on. I mean, one of the more interesting experiences I've had with uh, sacred music was one night uh, in Santa Monica on the promenade some Sunday night, the Hare Krishna people started chanting mm-hmm. and sort of j- dancing around and some people would join in. And then this group of Hasidic Jews came by mm-hmm. in their black, you know, outfits and everything. And they started listening to Hare Krishna's and they started joining in. And <laughs> so you had these, these, these Hare Krishnas in their orange robes and their, you know, little tambourines and everything. Uh-huh. I mean, the symbols and everything. It, it, chanting Hare Krishna mantras and these, you know, Hasidic Jews, Jewish men with dark hats and it, it, chanting and singing with them. That, because they happening. recognize this, this universal mm-hmm. feeling of devotion. Right. And, and they did it together. It was an incredible thing to see. Right. And I think uh, spiritual music takes all types of forms and shapes, and, and uh, uh, some of it, 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 it all has in common. I think that it wakes something up in you, whether it's feelings of devotion or feelings of silence or feelings of, uh, of, of uh, compassion. And, and I was very, very impressed uh, that uh, why, after all these years of performing kirtans and, and uh, doing what she was doing, to now continue to do that, but also really committing herself to, uh, to the service of others, uh, women's leadership, healing people, uh, and, and going into hospitals. And, and to me, that's the real proof of the pudding when it comes to the development of spirituality, that you yeah. evolve to a point where your life is in service of others. And I, and I really commend her for that. Yeah, and uh, having been to one of her more recent uh, concerts, uh, there is a, a definite healing uh, quality to what mm-hmm. she's doing. Yeah, I'm sure over time this, the skill in it becomes greater and greater. Uh, well, uh, another fun interview, uh, Spirit Matters, spiritmatterstalk.com. And again, our guest today was Wah. And if you look her up on Google or YouTube, uh, W-A-H with an exclamation point after the W-A-H to distinguish her from other Wahs that are out there. Okay. All the best. Very good, Dennis. Over and out.